Good afternoon, evening, and welcome. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org. Hour one of the broadcast here on this Friday, the 23rd of February, 2024. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is Beyond the Official Narrative. And I have an esteemed panel of roundtable participants, panelists, uh, whom I'm sure uh, will suffice for your uh, listening pleasure and uh, informative content, for that matter. Uh, We have, well, a good show planned as I... uh, Hope to get into some good topics here. And a couple of these gentlemen we've just had on recently, actually. We have Mr. Frederick C. Blackburn uh, back here with us at Blackbird 9. Hey, welcome, BB. Greetings, all. Happy Friday. And I just want to uh, say right up front disclaimer, 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 and my best uh, Sean Surplus that I am not responsible for any snarky phone calls this evening, nor any other hosts getting their chat rooms shut down. So I just want to get that out of the way right away. <laughs> you know, you would, you would think we shouldn't have to uh, clarify so much like that. But yeah, uh, thank you, Blackbird. I appreciate it. <laughs> wow. And uh, yes, we also have Mr. David Scorpio uh, here with us. David, good evening, sir. Hello and greetings. I am here, ready to go. And uh, yeah, I've had some interesting little moments in my chat room as well. Uh, someone's threatened to expose me because uh, I mentioned that Ron Paul. Is actually a 33rd degree mason. There's a whole story behind that, how I know that. But anyway, I'm threatened to be exposed if I'm not careful, guys. I'm going to get kicked <laughs> off the network, too, because of it. <laughs> I had a bad connection. Did I hear that Scorpio is getting an OnlyFans account and is exposing? I, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and we also have back with us this Friday roundtable, folks, None other than the one, the only, Mr. Michael Sledge. Mike, hey, good to have you here tonight. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, I guess. Uh, I don't want to get anybody's chat room shut down, and I don't want to... Uh, I go to the Masonic Lodge for the fish fry on Thursday, and uh, Ron Paul's okay, man. Scorpio, what are you talking about? But I got to say, I feel like... Uh, the ADL is trying to turn me into a uh, Manchurian candidate sex slave and MK Ultra me. I woke up this morning with a, a naked Jewess in my bed and a bagel, empty bottle of uh, uh, of Crown Royal and a uh, a bridged copy of a, a Catcher in the Rye. So I'm kind of nervous tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, David, uh, we uh, yeah had had some. Uh, interesting uh, developments last Friday, and I don't know if you caught all of uh, what transpired there, but um, yeah, I mean, we had one gentleman who was uh, 
deciding to boycott RBN, it seems, because I officially have been deemed a racist by this person. And, you know, their their uh, judgment is the law of the land, evidently. And, and then the following morning, unfortunately, Mr. Stephen Douglas Whitener, the poor man, guilt by association, he had this gentleman call and inform him that since he was the one who felt the need to create someone else's chat room as a busybody in the first place, he's going to shut it down. And so Stephen can't have a chat room anymore. And he just wanted to let everyone know that. And, you know, he, he feels bad about it. So I don't know if you caught all that, David, but yeah, we had all that. Uh, no, I missed that little bit. of I missed that little bit of drama, but, uh, you know, uh, it never stops. Let's just say that, you know, uh, someone uh, called him but on, on your show, uh, the other day saying I was a jerk because my name reminded him of some movie he saw back in the 70s. So I don't know. It takes all types, I guess. Uh, but we'll, we'll work through it here. And hopefully uh, <laughs> I won't be exposed for um, revealing that Ron Paul is actually a Freemason, even though there's ample evidence to back up my claim. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do want to touch on that tonight, you know, because, I mean, I, I would suggest, you know, you have all these people talking about uh, the Masons and, well, a, a lot of secret societies and then this and that, anything but the tribe, anything but the Jews uh, for a lot of people. But it's not ridiculous. I mean, just like we've had a lot of evidence compiled from our colleagues that, that there are Jesuit components that work with the Jews. I mean, I think the Jews are the top of the food chain in in order of giving but i i could see definitely the freemason uh, organization having been instrumental to jewish power uh, in recent centuries uh, i mean i i mean yeah i don't think it's just uh one or the other you know it's just that one is used and the other is um uh, excluded uh, where uh, misdirection is provided it's only uh, these groups or uh, organizations. So, you know, I think that there's that. But, I mean, no, this greater topic, okay, of, of, of being racist. Um, well, first of all, how do you define racist? Sure, I'm a racist. Why not? You know, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, the way some people define it, they think that you don't want to live and let live. You know, they think you want to murder all other races or something. A lot of that comes from projection from, well, already mentioned individuals, groups. So I don't know, on, on that premise alone, a blackbird, how, how would you uh, continue this uh, point I'm trying to make? Oh, yeah, well, you're hitting so many great topics there. I'm not really sure where to jump in uh, and amplify, but, you know, the whole thing with Ron Paul being a Freemason, I, that rings a bell with my research. And I was a huge Ron Paul fan you know, back you know, in, in the Fed and all of that, right? Uh, that was part of my journey. Uh, but yeah, the reality is, yeah, yes, there are ties you know, in that family to Freemasonry. And in full disclosure, you know, back when I was a young man and thought being a Shriner to be in the local Christmas parades riding the cool go-karts with the fezes on was something to aspire to. And one of the prerequisites of you know being in the Shriners is not only do you have to be a Freemason up through the Blue Lodge, the first three degrees, but you have to be part of one of the 
other bodies like either the Scottish Rite or the York Rite. I was York Rite. And then you can be a Shriner, right? So I, you know, was doing that young professional thing and research triangle. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, I need to meet people here. And that was one of those things like, you know, it's like scouts for adults, right? I was in Boy Scouts. And so I always thought, you know, the logical progression was to join the Freemasons. And, you know, it just didn't work out. There was what they were and what I was expecting. And when I moved, I just, you know, never uh, <laughs> touched base with them again. And I am the dreaded NPD, which is the worst thing ever you could be, which is non-payment of dues. They will shut you out completely if you haven't paid your dues to be a Freemason, right? So, you know, you can't, you know, after 9-11, 9-11, and changed everything it's like well the freemasons can just do their thing and i'll do my thing and i will do something else for the christmas parade maybe like walk down the street with a bucket picking up horse poo or something you know but anyway uh you know you have to acknowledge after 9 11 it's like oh my god rethink everything and there is a reason why Groups like the National Socialists in the 1930s shut down the Freemason lodges, you know, and you just can't deny the hand-in-hand relationship of the Bolshevik terror with the Freemasons. And, of course, as soon as the you know Bolsheviks seized power, they killed all the Freemasons as useful idiots because they would be in a position to be against them, right? And they shut down the lodges once they were no longer needed. You know, and to for the Freemasons of the U.S. to completely ignore what we now know about the the dark history of Freemasonry, and that is just a Jewish, you know, subservient organization. Yeah, I think you know, that needs to be said. But anyway, what do I know? I get people's chat rooms shut down sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Sledge, uh, how would how would you add to that, sir? Well, I just got to say on the Freemason topic, you know, I'm all squared away. And uh, I got to say, you know, sometimes my content is above and below. I just got back on a great vacation from Jabulon. And uh, by the way, my uh, Jewish girlfriend's last name is Solomon. But other than that, the fish fry on Thursday is cool. I love the third knuckle. (laughs) And and Mr. Scorpio, uh, your thoughts, sir? Well, I would just like to add that I'm a traveler from the East. and uh, <laughs> But, uh, no, uh, there's no, you know, it's been said that uh, Freemasonry is Judaism for Gentiles, and I think that's a pretty good starting point, uh, because what's the great work of Freemasonry is to rebuild Solomon's Temple. Gee, that's a strange thing to have as your ultimate goal, rebuilding Solomon's Temple, and there's all these sort of mystical and... Um, uh, you know, esoteric beliefs around it, but if you just look at it from the mundane, it's like, wow, you want to rebuild Solomon's Temple. That's the great work of Freemasonry. There's something to that. There's definitely a connection there. And then, you know, of course, it's only in the higher levels of Freemasonry where the action uh, happens, of course. They, they use the lower level people as sort of cover. No, it's just a social club. It's just a bunch of guys getting together, uh, having brotherly experiences with one another. <clears throat> so, uh, but, you know, it does lead into other secret societies sort of um, have overlapping uh, membership within Freemasonry. So it's a complex web, um, this cabal. There's many different layers to it and entrance points to it as well. Okay, well, no, yeah, that's a 
a great response there. And yeah, so I well wanted to try to link some of these uh, related themes today uh, with the input of you good gentlemen, uh, adding a bit from some audio uh, clips, some, some nice choice, uh, rather short clips, which I thought would work well. Uh, for Are a we going to leave the Freemasonry topic? Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Not exactly, uh, okay. actually. But I've I got wanted... some nuggets if you're interested about what Scorpio said. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, Blackbird, over to you uh, for continuing what you... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is so key. What Scorpio picked up you know, there is what is the Freemason endgame? You know, what is the great work? Echo, echo, echo. And spoilers, there is a reason why Hiram Abiff, the Gentile, the best of the best of the Gentiles, on loan from the King of Tyre, T of Tyre, depending on who you talk to, you know, as the temple is completed, he is murdered by the hidden hand of Jubilah, Jubilo, and Jubilum. Those part of the hidden hand that live in the shadow world of, you know, intelligence work, the land of Nod, the descendants of Cain, right? And so, you know, that is the symbolic fate for white nations. You will build the Jews, our temple, but there will be no place for you in our new world order. And so part of it is you have to die for us to get our kingdom. That is why Hiram Abiff is assassinated in the third act, you know, and uh, uh, that all the symbolism is around that act. But it's right there in your face if you learn to read the symbols. Uh, and it's interesting, my guest last week was Mr. Dennis Fetcho, and the, uh, we met because somebody was calling in trying to tell him he didn't know beans about Freemasonry, and I thought his analysis matched everything of what I went through. So I called up to say, well, this is what I went through, and you know, that's when you know uh, Blackbird and I met the Fetch, and then we, he had me on as a guest later on. But you know, this Freemason thing is not something to dismiss. You know, these are people that are compromised either because they're bullied, bribed, blackmailed, banished, or they'll be buried. Once you join a blood cult, they have the right to kill you. They have the right to kill me for what I just said. But yeah, let them come, right? <laughs> you know. Uh, but anyway, so that's just a couple of nuggets I thought you might find interesting about the game theory of this when you game it out and what the end game is hidden in plain sight. They love to do that. Yes. No, very, very good. Uh, well, yeah, I have the uh, first clip here I want to play. This is from a bishop, evidently, a Bishop Williamson. Uh, I, I, I would have to double... Uh, we'll look a little uh, more into exactly where it seems he's from. I didn't uh, get that part, and uh, I, you know, I thought he was just—he just had a very uh, blunt uh, way of speaking for any member of the clergy, uh, particularly for a bishop. I thought it was pretty cool uh, hearing what he had to say. And uh, the name of this clip is uh, Bishop Williamson, Jews and Freemasons. 
want white nations gone. If you would, please, Mike. Throws him out. What can he do? Because the courts all back the mum. There's no way in which the courts are going to back dad. It's, it's suicide for a nation. Such disintegration, such planned disintegration. There are people that want this. The Jews and the Freemasons want this. They want to break down the Western nations. They want to break down the morals and the standards and the life of, 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 the, of the white males. They hate the white males most because the white males were responsible for this way of life. They built it up, led by the church, led by the Catholic faith. The Jews got into the, through, through Freemasonry, they got into the church big time with Vatican II. The church is broken down. What still, what is there still to defend and protect the white, the white Catholic male? And so the males have collapsed. And then the, the blacks turn on the whites because the whites are no longer defending what they should be defending, standing for what they should be standing for. The women turn on the men because the men are no longer standing for what they should be standing for. And the, um, there's another one, blacks, black, so this, that, that, hence this tremendous hatred of the whites, scorn of whites, and the scorn of, um, the, the, yeah, the Jews turn on the Gentiles. There was a time when the Gentiles had the Jews under control and for their own good kept them in ghettos or helped, helped them to look after themselves because the Jews wanted the ghettos, not the the Jews wanted the ghettos because they wanted to be on their own. Okay, said the, said the whites at that time, you live in your ghettos and you stay in your ghettos and we will oblige you to listen to a sermon on Sunday. That's the Jews in Rome. They were obliged, they had to send representatives to listen to a, a Catholic sermon. The, the, the whites um, oppress the Jews for their own good. Now the Jews are oppressing everybody for their own triumph. But their own triumph will be their hell. Obviously. And uh, just uh, did a little research during this playing. Richard Nelson Williamson, Bishop Williamson, born 8th of March 1940, is a British independent traditionalist Catholic bishop who opposes the changes in the church brought about by the Second Vatican Council. So I'd definitely like to hear your thoughts, gentlemen, on the other side. We'll be right back. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. 
free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story. It's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people. And the government is out to make you and I pay for it. And will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge. And I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net for private consultation. Once again, our phone number is 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. We are back, folks, beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting. Richard Carey with our analysts, Michael Sledge, David Scorpio, and Blackbird Nine. Well, uh, let's go to uh, Blackbird first. Uh, Blackbird, what did you think of uh, Bishop Williamson's comments? Uh, What would you uh, remark on those, sir? Full disclosure, I am 100% total fanboy of Bishop Williamson. Oh, he <laughs> is the only <laughs> thing that has kept my faith at all in uh, these trying times, as we say, is actually there's a person actually speaking the truth under the veil of authority of the church, unlike uh, the local woke <laughs> priests that <laughs> don't like when I come around anymore. Um but yeah, that is—he just lays it out. If you followed his work over the years, 
he just lays out the game plan and just addresses the game theory and the history and this is their end game this is how they're doing it and this is how they're getting away with it and everybody better wake up you know that is basically you know the uh some of his work and you know he was one of the only people of the cloth that i know of who really came out for 9-11 truth, and that is truly horrifying that, you know, with this <clears throat> slime mold method, you know, they have managed to silence by hook or crook, one way or the other, so much of the clergy. And I always go back to that you know, infamous letter of 1492 that was reprinted in, I mean, excuse me, 1489, and we reprinted in 1889 as a rallying cry for this Zionist world movement against white people. That you know, these grand Sanhedrin telling the people they just got thrown out of the church in Spain. They finally got their, you know, uh, identity back, <laughs> identity politics in Spain, and stood up against the Jews and the Moors and pushed them back. And you know, the Jews, of course, you know, the eternal innocent victims uh, you know basically vowed eternal revenge and the Grand Sanhedrin laid out this battle plan that the Zionists reprinted and you can see all of those bullet items in the protocols that are just hashed out in more detail that's what the protocols are and it's all just Talmud light and you know my thing on Vatican II that you know, used to the church recognized Freemasonry for what it was. Used to the church recognized Jews for what they were, and you know, uh, suddenly you got this clergy that is completely compromised by these tactics uh, that just silence them. And you know, these are the people we turn to for truth, and they're like, "Sorry, I went to see Jeffrey Epstein's island, and I'm sort of compromised now." Or, sorry, I took the bribe where they were going to kill my family. You know, it's just, you know, this is how this you know, slime mold operates. And like I said, you know, Bishop Williamson is spot on with everything that, you know, in Vatican II and why. And I always say, you know, Vatican III will be the Talmud. So back to you. Well, and I found it interesting how he made these comments to the Jews wanted the ghettos, uh, but how uh, they were kept in the ghettos by the church and they had uh, be forced to have a representative uh, go to hear these uh, these sermons uh, and I, I mean I've never heard of a you know that era and that sort of information uh, in the years that I've been you know trying to keep up with catch up on the information of the tribe uh, since I have been uh, really fully uh, alerted to the severity of it so, yeah, no, I found that pretty interesting. Uh, Mike, uh, we may have to carry you to the other side with your comments, but I mean, I don't know. What would you say to that? Well, you know, I was hanging out with my Jewish girlfriend last night, you know, and her last name is Solomon, you know, and she invited me inside. So uh, I came inside and, uh, you know, I was all squared away. And I told her to lay in the bed at a 33rd degree angle. It'd be better. And, I, and now I'm all squared away. It's great. So, oh, wow. It's no, a beautiful I'm not- <laughs> So, so, so masonry has helped your love life with your Jewish girlfriend. Oh, absolutely! Don't you understand? I rebuilt the temple, Solomon's temple, last night, and then I tore it down. 
is she I thought wasn't, that was Omar I mean, the tent maker. Wait a minute, I'm getting my material mixed up here. <laughs> so I'll have to, yeah, uh, yeah. Keep this the, is Masonic uh, Manosphere stuff here, uh, Richard. Come on. I'll have to keep. Yeah, no, I have to keep everything uh, pretty clear. Then uh, thanks, thanks for that clarification. And I, well, I know we have the break here uh, that's hitting us, and I, I'm, I'm really interested to hear Mr. Scorpio's uh, feedback to all this. Stick around, folks. More to come, and and more clips too. It'd be interesting to comment. are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. 
state laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. We are back, folks, beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting. Richard Carey with my roundtable panel, Michael Sledge, David Scorpio, and Blackbird 9. And, well, David, I'm sure you uh, have some comments uh, regarding this. Well, I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting, again, including the part about the ghettos, but... um, I don't know. What, what, surely you're probably already familiar. Uh, perhaps I'm the, the newcomer who hadn't really been keeping up with the uh, the good Bishop Williamson. Oh yeah, I'm sure I've heard it before. He's an interesting character, let's say certainly. And um, I appreciate uh, Blackbird Nine's analysis of um, his further dive into Freemasonry. And um, I would just say, as a widow's son. I would like to ask him for his assistance and help in further decoding Freemasonry in the future. But uh, as far as the um, ghettos go, that that was um, purely voluntary. And, um, you know, the Russians actually had the Jews living in a a region, an area called they called the Pale, to kind of keep them separated and causing too much trouble in the rest of Russia as much as they could. So it's been an ongoing uh, question uh, how to uh, deal with... uh, trying to live with Jews and their uh, proclivity to either take over or destroy your country and or culture. So it's been going on, what, 200 years, 200 years together. So uh, uh, we'll see what happens, guys. But I, I think it's going to get interesting here in the next uh, couple of years for sure. Indeed. And I mean, I really wanted to touch further on this topic, which got so much attention last week, evidently. I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, I mean, just sometimes how things go, you know, is the way I'll run with a live show. And so I didn't plan in advance for it to even be a comedy theme, you know, throughout most of the show, uh, for that matter. Uh, much less, you know, whatever topics sometimes uh, can get the focus. But, I mean, yeah, why uh, to be racially aware uh, people criticize they ask you know they say you know you're being divisive you're spreading hate um oh you're doing just what they want you to do all all of these things and uh, well you know i don't know they it's it seems people don't get a lot of the um 
just a hard data. I mean, as far as just the percentages of, of the planet um, we occupy compared to others, and just a general assumption people have that the, the, the well-being that they and, and their Caucasian brain have for uh, all humanity and others is perceived the same by everyone. And if that's the case, they don't see a problem uh, with uh, diminishing numbers and no countries of their own. And it's okay. Everyone will take care of everyone. We are the world, you know. Uh, (laughs) So both on a personal level and looking out for your family and your just overall extended family, your your racial uh, family, I I, I see it as as important And, and also really for the good of where civilization, human civilization on this planet and but and the other species, let's face it, have to have to deal with us, you know. Um, let's hope we are taking it in a good direction. So, I, I mean, you know, it definitely is an, from an altruistic point of view to want to maintain the white race. It's 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 not uh, and, and beyond even the white race's best interests, really. Uh, when you look into a lot of people's um, passions about this. So I, I did just want to say that. But a lot of people have trouble believing the theories of, um, <laughs> well, they're not conspiracy theories, you know. I mean, they'll think, okay, well, okay, maybe just certain Jews talk about white genocide, but it's just a few and it doesn't mean it's happening or most places are, are intentionally doing it. You know, I mean, I don't know, it's just shrugging it off no matter what, you know. And so, yeah, I have a good clip to, to uh touch on that but before i play it uh i don't know what might i hear from the panel uh mike uh what what are your thoughts on you know jews behind white genocide as just a conspiracy theory you know a kooky but i mean i'm sure you you know you get a lot of insight now since you have a well you know since you're with a jewish girl so (laughs) oh she loves white genocide i committed every night you know and uh i gotta tell you something uh you know, Freemasonry was uh, basically set up to be Judaism for goys, you know, but it was like the main uh, organization in the past that relied upon, you know, having like a Shabazz goy. It was like the fraternity for the Shabazz goy front group. You know what I mean? I mean, Freemasonry was like the Backstreet Boys or 98 Degrees in the last 100 years, there were the boy bands for the Jews, to put it to put it that way. Uh, but these days, you know, Freemasonry is on a decline. You know, it's like uh, the last time I went to a Freemasonic temple was uh, to see Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I would argue, baby got back. It's all squared away, yo. Uh, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I would argue that Freemasonry is on the decline now that it, they really don't need Freemasonry anymore. They got the universities where they recruit from now, elite recruitment from the universities into uh, higher organizations and that kind of thing. And it's like a it's like a throwback, you know. I mean, Freemasonry is like a throwback organization. It's like a, irrelevant these days. I mean, a lot of them are decrepit, uh, falling out. The buildings are looking in disarray. You know, and most Freemasons are just uh, stupid, to be honest with you. I mean, I had a family member who was a Freemason, and he'd go, Mike, damn it, you know more about 
worse darn Freemasonry than I do. How'd you know that? And I was like, uh, I went to an antique bookstore and I got Albert Pike's uh, Morals and Dogma, page 364, baby. You know, now I'm all squared away. What do you think about that? Oh, God, I got to go to the Shriners Temple for the ham radio convention. I'm like, oh, Jesus. So, uh, you know, it really doesn't matter anymore. They got other elite recruitment tools now. They don't really need the Masonic Lodge anymore. That's my uh, stance currently. Okay, so it was instrumental uh, for a time in recent centuries, perhaps. Uh, David, your thoughts? Well, there's no question Freemasonry in the modern era is on decline. Uh, a lot of lodges are empty or in dilapidated states, certainly. But uh, I do think um, it, it still plays a role, although much smaller than it used to be. I mean, it used to be just about everybody of importance was a Freemason. And, you know, if you go to small towns, even today, the, the, the town structure is usually run by Freemasons and members of the Kiwanis Club and, um, um, you know, the Rotary Club also, which are sort of quasi-Masonic organizations. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly on the decline, but I, I still think it has a role, uh, but certainly not like it used to be. Blackbird? Oh, great points. Um, and spot on about the trajectory and of the ascendant-descendant of Freemasonry, to me, I guess it's no longer need it because it served its purpose by corrupting the homogeneous white Christian community and putting it under a Jewish yoke. You know, now the Jews, the chicken swingers, have diversity NGOs to be even more destructive of homogeneous white Christian society. And so it does isn't needed anymore. And like you said, it's uh, fallen into disarray of uh, Many lodges, you know, they decided to integrate, and uh, a lot of your lodges now are Mexican, which is interesting, uh, especially like the old, uh, if you know about uh, the uh, 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 the canyon and uh, uh, above Hollywood, you know, Laurel Canyon and all of that, and the role that that Freemason Lodge played with the Chabad Lubavitch Center there in all of that dark going on of the 50s and 60s and 70s. Now that Freemason Lodge is nothing but Mexicans. Right? They probably have an IQ of 70. Uh, and so, yeah, that is, you know, observation there. But, you know, getting back to the, um, you know, shifting the Overton window of, you know, why last week's show of comedy you know, it was uh, just so, you know, why it had a reaction. And, you know, you're definitely shifting the Overton window when you're asking things like this. And uh, what is the old saying? If you want to tell people the truth, make them laugh or else they will kill you. That, unfortunately, you know, uh, the old saying of dying is easy, comedy is hard also applies where if they don't like what you're saying, they definitely aren't going to think it's funny, and they will kill you. Remind me to tell you the story sometime right after 9-11 when I debuted my character Love Squirrel Shorts, which was, who was a New York 9-11 truther, and about didn't make my wife at the time, and I barely made it out of the comedy club uh, in one piece. Uh, so it's just, you know, you, uh, you know comedy's deadly, Tom. 
Tommy is dangerous, and that's why most tyrants, you know, really quash, you know, quash down on comedy. And when you look at the, you know, homogeneity of the Jewish community, it is strictly forbidden by mitzvah for a Jew, I mean, for a Gentile to question, criticize, or mock the rabbis. That is a death sentence, and so that was one of the things in these early, uh, you know, basic ghettos of the diaspora after the temple was destroyed in 70 A.D., that, you know, these Jews had their ghettos where they had their power center, and then they would have their Shabbat goy infiltrate, infiltrate the king's kingdom and be corrupt in it when the king finally rose up against them. It's irrational anti-Semitism, right? And, you know, now the Jews move freely amongst us, and they have plastic surgery so they can disguise themselves and they show up in your communities as philanthropists with NGO groups now so they don't really need the Freemasons anymore so back to you fantastic points and speaking of rabbis so we better be reverent Uh, this clip two here our producers got ready to go is from a rabbi and wouldn't you know it This uh, Jew rabbi is promoting diversity. And, uh, of course, well, the the buzzword of the day, uh, not to be uh, too surprising, white supremacy uh, thrown in uh, for good glitter and effect. Please, if you would, Mike. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, clip, clip two. America today, we have white supremacy. In the Torah, we had Amalek. Amalek is seen as the eternal enemy of our people, whose members found strength by making us suffer. Therefore, when the Lord your God grants you safety from all your enemies around you, and the land that the Lord your God is giving to you as a hereditary portion, you shall blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Do not forget. Our rabbinic sages parse these sentences and derive two distinct meanings. Blotting out the memory of Amalek is a military command, literally to destroy Amalek. Now facing today's Amalek, we are reminded that the Torah calls us not just to escape, but to extirpate Amalek. We are commanded to do real and literal battle against it. That means coming off the bench in the fight against white supremacy. It means putting our reputations and our money, our physical bodies on the line but also so that we are ready to answer people with radically destructive and incoherent versions of history so that we can counter white supremacists, so that we can counter Amalek and blot them out by retaining on our lips and in our records their history. By being bearers of history, we can help guide the future. Blotting out Amalek need not merely be about military conquest. Equally important is ideological victory. And nothing could more readily counter white supremacy than a Jewish community proudly helping our Muslim neighbors. There is nothing that undermines a white supremacist worldview more than diverse communities getting along and building together. Well, I'm going to have to swing that to you first, Blackbird. Oh, from the good book itself, the Talmud, actually under uh, Zabbatai Zevi, you make it the evil book. 
but yeah, that is the game plan. The, uh, in their uh, mindset, these modern Maccabees, that's how they view themselves. They are here to carry out the three mitzvahs. Think about that. Play the numbers. Out of the 613 mitzvahs that make up this blood cult, revenge cult, whatever it is, you know, uh, masquerading as religion, three of them deal with the extermination of Amalek, which is basically any Gentile that dares to challenge their authority. You know, it's interesting that everybody goes back and forth over, oh, I'm not Amalek, you're Amalek. I'm not Amalek, you're Amalek. You're Edom. No, you're Amalek. You know, archaeologists have and historians have yet to find any group in the Levant during that time period of the Exodus that had that those are from Moses himself, right? Uh, you know, of a group called Amalek. You know, so it's just basically a you know idiom for our enemy, our uppity enemy that has to be destroyed in the most heinous of ways. Because for what they did to us, it's never enough, never forgiven, and never forgetting. And we have to be as sadistic as possible and creative. And you look at the same mindset in how. The Russian Christians, especially the priests and the nuns, were tortured by the Cheka and the NKVD and put to death in the most you know, insane ways. Everything that Hollywood projects onto the Gestapo, that's what the Cheka and the NKVD really were doing, and nobody can dispute that. The Holodomor, the Armenian genocide with the Dome, you know, and the Young Turks, you know, just as sadistic as possible from this mitzvah. And here in our local community, you have all of these chicken swingers moving in with their bags of money doing philanthropy. And in exchange of taking control of everything, one of the things Appalachian State University got out of the deal was a Hillel house for all the Jewish militants. So we're going into break. So. Amazing. I mean, this rabbis like him they have the same mindset. From 2,000 years ago at the present. I think this problem is bigger than Zionism, Blackbird. We'll be back. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilaji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilaji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilaji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilajit literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilajit has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Hi. 
Tom Bolton for EaseOff. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we, the people, are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. They're making the last film They say it's the best And we all help make it It's called the death of the West The kids from fame will all be there Free Coca-Cola for you And we are back, folks, beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting. And let's kick it over to Scorpio uh, for his thoughts. I mean, I, I really found that interesting in general. I mean, the fact that that clip, it has, well, it's such a, a seamless almost mindset that this rabbi seems to espouse, you know, from biblical times to the current era. And so, again, you know, I can't help but reiterate that, you know, I mean, yeah, this this goes back to a lot of issues related to their uh, Talmud and Torah and mindset. Uh, Far before, you know, these alleged uh, forgery uh, protocols of the learned elders of Zion, uh, completely before uh, to considerable extent, you know, the whole uh, Zionist era, uh, frankly, got really going. So, well, I don't know. Uh, well, Mike, here, would, would you would you comment on that? We're actually almost kind of like a minute or two left in the first hour here. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, the whole 
Amalek thing uh, is for real. I mean, my Jewish girlfriend, let me tell you, I mean, uh, we were in the bedroom last night, you know, and she loves me being Amalek, you know. You know, I was laying in the bed and she was like, Amalek. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding around. But, uh, you know, seriously, I mean, I really believe that, uh, you know, they hate us. They want us dead. And, uh, you know, what, what can I say? I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, at least I can say I screwed the Jew. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, so uh, I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I, I can't help but, uh, you know, think of this clip I was watching. Um, we'll try to maybe play on a different day, but it was this old rabbi. It looked like it was in Israel, you know, talking to a group of, of uh, male youth, youths, uh, Israelis, and stressing why, well, actually, there was a, another clip with girls and boys, why you want a, a, a Jewish husband or a Jewish wife, why this is so vital, so important. And I mean, now I, of course, would advocate the same for our folk. Uh, in, in, in that regard, but it's all, it's very interesting, of course, in the context that these are the people who try to press in white countries as hard as possible, uh, race mixing, interracial dating and marriage. And then at the very end, it was interesting that this rabbi stressed, he stressed that for every other religion out there, uh, you can always change your religion, you know? I mean, it related to who you're married to. But the Jews, uh, it, it's related to their, their race. You know, we're a people. You know, we're the only religion where we're a people. You know, so, I mean, he's another one who, you know, yeah, stresses. It is it's a duality, and it is played so conveniently. We'll be back for the second hour. Hang tight, folks. But please, if you want this to continue, you better be supporting this station. We could really use your help. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. Do what you can. We'll be back. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. truth, truth.